This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast. This one's set for a Thursday, June the 23rd, 2022, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com. Travis Fryer alongside Senior Recruiting Analyst, Hank South, a busy, busy individual this time of year with official visits for football and some basketball stuff as well. Uh, we'll get into all that today with Hank here on the Bama Online Podcast. First, though, Hank, not all that surprising of a commitment that Alabama picked up earlier in the week, but literally and figuratively, a big one nonetheless, and a local standout from right there at Northridge High School in Tuscaloosa, Wilkin Formby, a four-star offensive tackle, six foot seven, 295 pounds, I guess this could be one of the first dominoes for an offensive line class that I'm pretty much sure going to be a, a good bit bigger in terms of numbers than a year ago. Yeah, it looks like it's going to shape up to be pretty stout, and, and obviously Will Conform B is a, is a big piece of that, and it's kind of wild. you know, We got to June 20th without a commitment announcement um, considering, you know, all the official visits, all the visitors for camp, all the unofficial visitors. Typically, you know, we see a few more – commitments in the month of June, but uh, nonetheless, Will Conformby, a, a big one to add to the class, commitment number five for Alabama, and, and yeah, you know, you just look at him, and, and and with a guy like Will Conformby, he's a highly rated recruit, he's in the top 100 of the 24-7 composite, um, but you know, you compare it to guys that are in the class that Bama's after, um, it's just a loaded offensive line class in, in terms of, um, you know, the, the overall class of 2023, 2023 strength, um, Caden Proctor, Francis Maui Goa, Samson Okunlola, all guys that were on campus recently for official visits, all guys that Bama's on the short list for. Um, so it just kind of shows you um, how highly it's not just because he's a local kid. Um, it's because they really just love Will Conformby and, he, and he's a really talented prospect and, and has a really high ceiling along the offensive line, has really good length, athleticism, um, you know, everything they're, they're looking for in, in that position. So um, big commitment. Um, another example of dipping into this in-state talent pool. I think he's a guy that uh, is going to help recruit. I think he's going to be uh, one of those class leaders that the Bama could, could use a few more of it as it continues to grow um, and, and a nice little uh, little starter for uh, for what could be a busy next few weeks. Yeah, a guy that you think about it, right, from a local perspective, it's not all that common for Alabama to dip into the Tuscaloosa area high schools and, and add guys from a scholarship perspective anyway. So for yeah. me, you think about that list, Bo Scarborough was a local guy, he ended up at IMG, but Bo bounced around at a couple of high schools there in Tuscaloosa, Brian Robinson from Hillcrest. I guess you could go back to a guy like 
Brad Smelly at the tight end position from ACA. So pretty nice group that Wilkin Formby joins now as a legacy and talented guy. As you said, you watch the tape. Uh, I think in some ways self-made. I like that about him. He's obviously not afraid of the work. He has put it in. And I'd also like to give some kudos to his old head coach there, Mike Vickery, who has since moved on to Pelham High School. But Mike did a nice job coming in there as the head coach, I guess, four or five years ago and establishing a standard and a kind of a pathway for a lot of those kids at Northridge to to try to make that move to the next level. And it sounds like at the defensive back spot, uh, the Jaguars have a guy that Alabama has some pretty strong interest in here in the not-too-distant future as well. So we'll conform be commitment number five for the Alabama Crimson Tide for the 2023 recruiting cycle. And with that, Hank, um, we also learned here in the last few days uh, going to be on commitment watch with a couple of other guys. I think we talked about Peter Woods last week and setting his announcement date uh, the outstanding defender from Thompson High School, but junior college standout that was recently on campus at Alabama. Sounds like he's set to pop as well. Yeah, Malik Benson, um, and that's not a huge surprise. He's the number one junior college prospect in the country. Um, he took his entire slate of official visits in the month of June. He wasn't wasting any time, um, was on campus for at Alabama for midweek uh, last week, and the uh, visit went really well. Um, and, and, you know, I, th- I think Bim is in, in solid shape here ahead of um, his announcement on July 5th. I mean, a quick shout out to all the kids that aren't making announcements on July 4th. By all means, do, <laughs> do whatever you want. I mean, it, it's your announcement. But, man, it, it is nice to uh, – and I'm going to jinx it by saying this. We're going to see like five kids set July 4th <laughs> announcements today. But, uh, yeah, no, I'd like to watch fireworks uh, and not be checking my phone uh, – you know, uh, periodically, but, uh, no, uh, July 5th for Malik Benson. I think Ben is in strong position there. Um, you know, he, he's one of their, he, you know, one of their top, uh, wide receiver targets in a clash that, you know, we saw them take five last cycle. I don't think the numbers are going to be that high. I don't think it's gonna be a huge wide receivers class, not as much of a position of need in this, uh, in this cycle. So, you know, two, three guys, um, that means, you know, if you have the ability to commit now, you're very, very highly thought of. And, and Malik Benson certainly fits that bill. Um, and, and, you know, we'll see him make his announcement July 5th that he set yesterday. Bama, Tennessee, Georgia's in the mix. I think LSU's in the mix. Oregon's in that top group. But um, I think when it comes down to it, Bama, Tennessee are probably um, the two schools to watch. And, and I, I, would, uh, I would lean Bama right there. Has Benson been a guy that's kept you guessing a little bit in terms of, following him on the official visits trail i i know it we talked about this or you talked about this last week sound like it sounded like tennessee made a pretty strong impression mm-hmm. on him as well yeah and not really junior college kids typically you can kind of get a pretty good feel for um and, and you know I, I knew you know malik benson taking all these visits you know each visit was going to wow him you know he you can have you know for five four or five weeks you're going to have the red carpet rolled out for you um so it's not a shock to you know ride a visit high i say they're my leader that was the best visit um but it kind of seemed like you know from what he was saying early on before that visit stretch started about alabama and just about the production about what he liked about the program and just the opportunity there you kind of had a good sense that you know Alabama was probably the team to beat going into this and and I don't think they botched that official visit with him either so um you know I, I think 
Um, you know, when you got Nick Saban pushing for you, when you when you get him on campus and put him in front of that first round U wall with all the jerseys and all the receivers, especially, um, it's pretty hard to uh, to turn down, in my opinion. Yeah, and Benson, I guess, was sort of a hybrid. I will call him a week ago. He wasn't really, I guess, a weekend guy, but he was more a, a midweek visitor mm-hmm. to the capstone. But last weekend, you still had a very strong contingent of prospects that descended upon Tuscaloosa. Uh, similar to a week ago here on the podcast, I posed the question to you of the previous week's visitors. Is there one or two of those guys that coming out of the weekend sort of reasserted their interest uh, in Alabama or perhaps strengthened that interest or left you thinking that maybe a guy like Samson Okalola that I guess in some people's eyes was a little bit of a, a, a late riser on the scene from the Alabama standpoint, any of these guys uh, take that sort of approach or that lead for you where Alabama is concerned? Yeah, um, I, I think Samson Okunlola is certainly a guy that we need to watch very closely. Um, and people were asking, you know, did Bama come in too late for him? They just offered him about a month ago. Uh, and, you know, you look at a five-star prospect getting an offer a little bit later in the cycle. It, it's, you know, you, you think, oh, well, you know, he's, he's probably interested elsewhere. But I, I think Bama really has kind of asserted itself as a force in his recruitment. Um, you know, I talked to him afterwards. He said they're in a great position for him right now. He didn't say they're his leader, um, but, you know, I, I think Bama's right there in the conversation. And you kind of look back historically, um, you know, later later offers aren't always a negative. Um, the guy I would circle most in terms of, you know, I think could be closest to joining this class or uh, a guy that Bama really kind of um, reestablished itself as the favorite for is, is Makari Vickers, the, the top 100 defensive back from um, from Tallahassee that was back on campus last week. And he's a guy, you know, I think Bama's been in the lead for ever since they offered him uh, almost two years ago. A former teammate of Terry on Arnold. Um, you know, he, he's very close with this Alabama staff, very close with Charles Kelly. Uh, but you look back, um, he took a visit on junior day and there's this picture with him and his entire family in Nick Saban's office. It looks like, uh, you know, he had almost just given Nick Saban his commitment right then and there with, with all the people that were with him on that visit. Um, he, he was back on campus. I'd be surprised if at this point, Makari Vickers isn't in this Alabama class, um, probably sooner rather than later, in my opinion. And then another guy, um, I'm, it's just an interesting recruitment because, you know, all signs for Justice Haynes, the, the four-star running back, everything would tell you he's going to go to Georgia. He's, legacy, he's from Georgia. Right? Yeah, he's yeah. a Georgia legacy. His dad played there. Georgia obviously um, has a has a pretty good recruiting pitch for running backs um, in in recent years, and so you know you, you kind of just say, oh, he, you know, he's going to Georgia. I think Bama is giving him a lot to think about, and you know, that's not Bama gives a lot of people a lot to think about, but um, I, I think he's really infatuated with the opportunity at Alabama. Obviously, similar to Georgia, they can they can kind of uh, you know point to the NFL and say, look at all these starters on NFL rosters that that played here in recent years. Um, you know, he's really close with Robert Gillespie. That relationship dates back to North Carolina. Um, and, and you know, he's been to Bama several times, took his official. And, and so I, I, I don't think he's this Georgia lock that people might believe. Um, and so that, that's a guy, you know, in turn, you know, we, we, I think Richard Young is kind of where everyone looks at with Bama running back recruiting and, and for good reason, I think Bama is in good shape for him. Um, uh, but if you're looking at a two running back class, I think justice Haynes is very much a guy to also keep an eye on. Yeah, Buford High School, right? Yep. Uh, that's been a bit of a pipeline for Alabama over the years. Um, go back to a guy like Dylan Lee and then 
move through some of the more recent classes for sure. Just this 2022 cycle produced mm-hmm. a couple of standouts from Buford High School to Bama. So let's talk about the upcoming weekend. Is it the four stars before the fourth? I guess we could call it this weekend. A lot of four stars, really. It looks like based on the database and the information that you've had for us there at uh, BamaOnline.com, almost exclusively, I guess, four stars in town this weekend. Yeah. You know, any other weekend, this would be a massive weekend, but if you compare it to, uh, what Bama has been doing the first three weekend or for the uh, last two weekends, I guess with all the five-star recruits, it's uh, I guess ran- not, not even a letdown, just like a little bit less, uh, less of a punch, I guess, in terms of rankings, but still big targets. Nonetheless, um, you know, you, you look at the list and, and uh, you know, I, I, the one guy that jumps out to me is Aiden Mizell, uh, the four-star receiver from, uh, from Orlando, Florida. Uh, he's a guy that when Bama offered him, he was, um, you know, I, I don't think many people really knew about him yet. Um, he, he's legacy guy that, uh, you know, kind of busted onto the scene this, uh, this spring and has really kind of established himself as one of the premier wide receivers in the country, um, ranked the number one fourteen overall prospect. But, um, like I mentioned, I think, I know one of his parents ran track at Florida. I think both parents did. Um, so he's got that, uh, that track pedigree in him. Um, obviously Gators ties, uh, can't overlook that, but, um, I, I think he really likes Alabama a lot too. And I, I think they're gonna, I think maybe next, if we do this podcast next week, uh, you know, maybe a guy will circle is Bama really establishing themselves for um, this upcoming weekend. Um, another big target um, that's been on campus a handful of times, Jordan Renaud, the four-star defensive lineman from uh, Tyler, Texas, which is same high school um, as uh, Jamari Miller last cycle. So got some ties um, to that program um, in, in East Texas. He's going to be back on campus. I think Bama leads for him. I think they'll establish, you know, reassert themselves there for Jordan Renaud. The last time we talked to him, you know, he wanted to make a decision in the fall. He wants to do kind of one of those hat ceremonies, signing ceremonies. Um, So not sure we'll see him make a decision this weekend. Maybe things have changed quickly before. So he's one we're watching. And then another really interesting defensive line target that um, he's a Miami leg. I think his uncle played at Miami, but he's from Miami, Reuben Bain, four-star defensive lineman um, from Miami Central High School. He'll be back on campus, and I, I think he's a guy to watch closely. I know Bama thinks very, very highly of him, um, and, and so he's another one. There's a handful of others, but I, I, those are the three biggest names I, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on this week. Reuben Hurricane Bain. I don't know right. how you cannot Sorry. like a yeah, guy yeah. like that. I mean, it's right there in his middle name. That would be pretty that's, tough. Uh, that's an Miami. NIL. Yeah, yeah, trademark right there. <laughs> tough one for the hometown Hurricanes to deal with yeah. if he were to make that trek up to Tuscaloosa. So, with this weekend set to take place, from your understanding, official visits to Alabama. This will kind of put a lid on that until we get into the season. Yeah, you know, and, and I. Th- you know, this this could be, you know, the biggest stretch of official visitors we'll see until signing day. You know, we're going to see official visitors during the season. And of course, that uh, there's usually one weekend in December um, where Bama has a big weekend. But, um, you know, they really knocked out a lot of these visits. I think, I think what you can only have 53 official visitors per site, something there's some cap on total yeah, number it's around so, 50 it's it's yeah typically been right around that number in the past yeah so, um, so you know they're going to split it up throughout the throughout the season you know i think you'll see probably 
three, four official visitor weekends, um, big game weekends, and obviously big unofficial visits as well. But um, yeah, this this will put a lid on it for for the summer. There's going to be one little open period um, for recruiting visits at the end of July before it goes dead again in August. Um, usually, I don't, I'm not even sure recruits can take official visits then. Uh, maybe they can. Not totally positive, but we've never seen Bama host a July. Um, well, at least that I can think of a July official visit in this new summer period. So yeah, th- we won't see these guys back on campus, uh, until game weekends. Yeah. Beyond, uh, Benson, I guess it'd be interesting how the wide receiver situation plays out. Mm-hmm. Maybe Alabama will just take the JMO Williams, uh, stance from, from here on out. Just wait on all these hey, Ohio yeah. state commitments to wash out. <laughs> in Columbus and then pick them up on the portal end, you know, wow. Right. I mean, could Ohio state add a few more of the top wide receivers yeah. uh, around high school football? Jesus. I mean, yeah, they've had a strong week um, this week with the three guys they've added. And, you know, people were saying, Oh, well, what, what are they doing? It's like, you know, Ohio state is probably the closest thing you can say to Bama in recent years in terms of wide receiver production. So it's not a huge shock. And, no. you know, Bama just signed almost half a dozen wide receivers last cycle. So of course, you know, I think that that could maybe be playing factor into to, uh, kids' decisions with the depth. But again, like you mentioned, you know, I, I think the the transfer portal era until you know I- until like immediate eligibility or you know uh, until things are more settled into place with guidelines, you know, it really makes missing on high school kids not as big of a deal. I think you know you know you never know who's going to be available here in in six months um, after the season. You know, Jermaine Burton, we saw him with Georgia beat Alabama in the national championship game, and then he was on Bama's roster working out with them two weeks later so uh it, it <laughs> yeah really you, you recruit these kids these days as much with the portal in mind down the road yeah like you absolutely. maintain those relationships that paid off with jamison williams you yeah know, that that previous relationship and then to be able to you know go right back in there with him so uh and harry yeah, toa as well yeah these are these are the days yeah um so that's what we've got these days. I, I guess something you're not having to chase, Hank, though, is uh, that that 13th scholarship spot for Alabama men's <laughs> basketball. It sounds like uh, Nate put that one to bed here in the last <laughs> couple of days. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's always nice to hear Nate always talk about recruiting because as a recruiting reporter, you can uh, you get a pretty good idea of you what, what the plan any, is. You yeah. don't have to read any tea leaves. <laughs> no, no, no. Nato's saying uh, there's nobody out there good enough they want to add for their 13th <laughs> scholarship. So there you go. Anybody asking? There's nobody good enough. So uh, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. You love it because yeah, yeah. There's, 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 he just tells you this is where it's at. This is where we're at. This is where we're headed. So with that, there's your UA men's basketball recruiting <laughs> update for the latest edition. Nobody good of the Bama online podcast. Well, Hank, as always, man, appreciate you taking the time here. I know it's been an incredibly busy stretch for you. Never really a downtime in recruiting, but I know with the official visits, the camps going on at UA, you've had more than just a little bit on your platter. And of course, as we talked about earlier in the podcast, got some pending announcements relative to Alabama that you're going to want to stay locked in with us at BamaOnline.com as we take you through the process. Hank here recently, who might commit to Alabama next? You want to check out that outstanding piece from us there at BamaOnline.com. Hank does such a great job along with our site publisher, Tim Watts. And then from the team perspective, Charlie Potter, Kirk McNair, myself, we're going to continue to ramp you up towards the start of the 2022 college football season 
as well. Hank, man, have a good weekend. Thanks, Travis. You too. For Hank Sal, Travis Ryer, thanking you once again for joining us here on the Bama Online Podcast. If you haven't already, how about a subscription to the podcast? Simple as a click or two. And if you'd leave us a rating and a review while you're there, we would greatly appreciate that. Well, and of course, you always want to hang with us right there at BamaOnline.com, the roundtable, the message board of choice from a premium perspective for Alabama fans around the world. For Hank Travis, hoping you have a great weekend. Until next time, so long, everybody. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.